Pacific Coast here, noon out there in the central time zone. We're talking Chicago, Kansas City, Milwaukee, down all the way through Kansas and all those other country, uh, counties and states. Back on the East Coast, right? Grew up back in my hometown, my hometown. It is Vic. Time is it back there in Allentown, Bethlehem? It would be a 101. Ladies and gentlemen, lunch hour is wrapping up for lots of folks down there working at the Bethlehem Steel Mill. Finish up your pierogies. <laughs> Finish, swallow down those tube steaks. <laughs> Throw away your A-treat cans. Crush them. And finish up your pretzels because it's time to get back to that afternoon shift. We need steel and we need it now. <laughs> How do you like that, Doug? Huh? How'd you do that? What was that? Ooh. Oh, that's cool. My chaos pad is dead again. Oh, good. You're doing all these cool tricks in the mic. I can't even get the basic sound out. Of course, Doug representing the old central time zone. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, live, going out to the public. Anybody, wherever you are, I don't care what continent you're on right now, unless you're in certain areas that restrict YouTube in general. There are certain countries, I assume Taliban is not exactly broadcasting all the YouTube channels live. What's your favorite time zone, T? What's my favorite time zone? Yeah. Gotta go with Greenwich. That's the, it's the OG. <laughs> yeah? That's the real deal. Where's Greenwich? Yeah, I don't know what. Uh, is that Where's in, uh, Greenwich? New York, New York City? It's Connecticut, dope. <laughs> it's called the Greenwich Time Zone? Greenwich Mean Time. It's, that's in England. That's up there on the Thames River. You get up there in the Thames River. We got a lot of British people watching right now. It's nighttime for them, by the way. And people want to know what time it is. That's why people tune into the show. Woke up. They don't know. Their clocks, they threw their clocks out their windows. Uh, we have a terrific show for you today. We're glad to be back. We're rested. We're warm. That was the clock going out the window. I know. Just a little late here. Okay, that's... So what happened there, if we want to chart that progress, that evolution... When, uh, when John Lennon his, woke up, and then he goes, "Oh, look what else I have in that pile of drops." No, when John, unrelated. When thing. John Lennon woke up and his, and he woke up late because his digital clock was off. He went. Wait, he said, "I love to turn you on." <laughs> wait, he said, uh, "I think one of the greatest things ever made, besides my own work, outside of my own work." <laughs> The uh, great Peter Serafinowicz, if you're familiar with him. Vic, did you ever hear his long and rambling version of the br bridge from uh, Day in the Life? I don't believe so. Really? He goes, woke up, got out of bed, came home across my head, you know, <laughs> went way downstairs, woke up, went into the... And then, but then he keeps the story going for like a 20, 20 minutes. <laughs> like, hot lunch, picked up my woke sack. Up. Like, see if you could find it, That's Matt. great. 
It's a it's such a treasure. It goes. It, you can't believe for how long it goes. <laughs> Had a meeting. Called my, you know, like, just like called my wife. Said I was going to be late. Just like, it doesn't stop. It's twenty. I think it's good if you can give me a time on that too. That'd Rocket, be great. Man. Um, welcome to the show. We have a different format today. Slightly different. Shouldn't be uh, that unusual to our patrons, or it will be a little different, I guess. This has been a fucking nightmare to figure out. What are we doing? What is this show? Why are we doing this show? What is the point? What is the point, Vic? Audience. Okay. It's to laugh and have fun, basically. It's to laugh, it's to have fun, That's it's to learn, it comes down it's to, to have a community, it's to set up a safe place for people that are a little different. It's a safe space. A little unusual. Yeah. They like music, they like uh, funny stuff, they love cartoons. And they can this join this really community awesome. and be part of it. And so we, and, and, and it's not a popular <laughs> show. It's not something that, it's not no <laughs> Joe Rogan uh, disinformation campaign uh, funded by the CIA. You know Joe Rogan shows funded by the CIA, right? Straight white men are not allowed to talk. It's true. <laughs> it's not this damage. The Tonight Show with James Fallon. James Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, drunk. I'm we high. funded ourselves through the magic of Patreon, which is not a great site for us. <laughs> it's not an ideal site, but it is what it is. It is what we got. Right. We're not funding mm -hmm. it like Joe Rogan on the backs of millions and I'm millions of musicians the, at the, Spotify who get paid nothing. The but. Coke brothers aren't funding right. the show as they are with the Joe Rogan show. <laughs> you can never. I didn't know that. Out. The Coke brothers are behind that. <laughs> Absolutely. Or the Russians or who knows who. We don't know. Wow. He is a psych op. That's what Absolutely. you would call him. Absolutely. Vic oh, yeah. Berger makes a bunch of very funny uh, internet videos. <laughs> so as you know, we use the patron model, which a lot of people do. Chapo Trap House does it. They've all done it for years, and they're making lots of money talking about how everybody should have. Everybody's a piece of shit. That's their model. I feel good. Making fun of everybody. No I heart, no good. humanity. They call him the dirtbag left. I'm a fan. Yeah. This could be a new voice for me. Just a guy <laughs> that's down here. And he, the show's kind of slows down a little bit. Because uh, I'm putting my thoughts together. But what we did was. Doing that AM radio pause. <laughs> yeah. I do love that pause. Like 10.07 on the hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 10.07 on the hour. We got uh, Dodgers highlights yeah. coming up at 10.30. We're going to be talking with. Uh, Christian nightmares later. <laughs> give me some, yeah, give me a bed, there you go. old bed. Traffic and weather coming up at 10.15. There you go. So we experimented with an idea. This isn't, this isn't right. I know the music ain't right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you go down to Star <laughs> Ford right now, you'll be able to get a Star Ford. two for one car. You'll be able to get one car, get the other car free. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's never been done before. A two-for-one offer at Star Ford right now. Get a Taurus and throw in an Escapade or a, uh, not an Escapade, an Escape, a Ford Escape. Absolutely free. No right. strings attached. These new Escapades, these new Escapes, Ford Escapes are beautiful cars. They have air conditioning, they have a CD player, they have everything you need, four-wheel drive, and they're great on gas mileage, ladies and gentlemen. What we're doing is, we tried doing like, well, we'll do some shows behind the paywall. 
that was okay. But then it was like, well, we kind of like being live in the public so that weirdos might call in or we get a bigger audience calling in. Uh, and so we're now we're just going to do a whole show live public. We're going to take a break after about an hour. Go take a shit. <laughs> we're all going to go take shits. I told Doug, don't shit in the morning. I need you to shit at the break. But it is limited. You said five minutes strict. We have so a five-minute quick shit break. We and we got to drop quick. That's why we're pounding down this three stogies coffee. <laughs> Get it ready. So we're shitting quick. We're back. Can stay live. Stay public. Then what we're going to do is a little devious. What goes what then what lives online is the first hour for the for the uh, general cheapskates out there who just expect everything for free, even though you're watching commercials nonstop, your brain's getting damaged with we won, we won, we won, <laughs> Burbank firm in your brain, <laughs> right? We won, we won, we won. But if you pay for your shit and you support the show, you watch the whole damn yeah, thing no whenever you want. Right. Plus, you get big news. Dropping today on the Patreon, patreon.com slash office hours live is episode two of The Compound is back, ladies and gentlemen. The Compound directed, written by DJ Doug Pound, starring Tim Heidecker, is here. <laughs> and Vic, people love the Joel Hole. People are into it. People want to know when episode three is coming. I want to know oh, when episode three is coming. So it'll be out soon. Some, it'll be out soon. It'll be out this year. It'll be out well, this year. <laughs> I think it'll be out <laughs> by the end of, by certainly by sep the end of September, I would hope. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Ooh. We'll work on it. <laughs> what are you, shaggy from, what are you, shaggy now? <laughs> oh, Scoop. Oh, no. A little, little hold out from, uh, from the Joel. But well, I, you left I on such a cliffhanger it. because there we were. Bill, Getting right Bill into Joel it. About to, about right to, into Prime Joel Prime era. Prime Joel. He's about to hit his creative peak. Right. He's got this. You know, he's dug your own hole. I'm on the edge of my. I'm on the edge of my piano bench. Waiting for this new one to come out. Matt is back from Cabo. That's right. And he brought us these visors as gifts. Is my mic on? Check. Can you hear me? I hope not. Uh, I, since you couldn't make it, my family uh, assumed your family's identity and took your trip to Mexico. Well, we have to get into that. Of course, the big news, People Magazine reported on it. Did you see that? People, People.com posted a Google big alert. story about my daughter testing positive for the China virus, as Trump, Donald Trump, Donald John Trump, former ex-bird brain president said, <laughs> referred to it as demented old... Withered uh, dick, shit brain, ex-normal brain, doesn't like wackos, Donald Trump. He hates wackos. Do not get vaccinated. <laughs> Do not get vaccinated. Uh, yes, the, the story is last week. By the way, let's just, let's, let's applaud office hours for a second here because... The month of July was a banner, banner month for Office Hours. If, you're, if, you're, if you haven't gone back, if you're new to the show, we had Kurt Vile sitting right here. We had Randy the God, Randy Newman. Kennedy Center honoree. Kurt Vile. Academy Award winner. Who's that voice? Academy Award winner. That's the that, dude from that, that movie. Hey, man. <laughs> Hey, the, why don't you let me? Lebowski. Chong? Big Lebowski. Oh, okay. Chong? That goes, Chong? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Louise. 
Chuck, 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 chuck. <laughs> Who else, Matt? We had <laughs> still my favorite job. That's the best. So many. So we many. had Randy Newman. Well, t- well we had Lizzie Gabe Cooperman. Knight. Lizzie, Lizzie Cooperman. Cooper. We had Greg Knight. Greg Knight, which was now it's going to be called Greg Knight because <laughs> it was such a tour de force from Greg Turkington <laughs> and Simone Turkington. <laughs> this, by the way, this three stogies coffee. I have to tell you, you can tell, folks, it is. It's giving me a kick in the pants. Sit back and relax. Enjoy yourselves a cup of Three Stooges coffee and enjoy the show. I also did cocaine for the first time this morning. <laughs> oh, nice. This morning. Snort, I guess they snort it. Is that what you did? I did that about an hour ago. It's, it's really opening my mind to a lot of ideas. <laughs> What's the difference between snorting and freebasing? People talk about freebasing. Well, we'll, free uh, we'll get somebody on to talk about Daddy. that. Daddy. We'll, we'll get uh, Donald Trump Jr. on to talk about Dad. that. Daddy. Or, hey, you know I what? I'll, you. I'll play both sides Daddy. here. Hunter Biden. There you go. Degenerate Hunter Biden. <laughs> the artist? Hey, man. What? The artist. Oh, he's a painter. He's a painter? He's a painter. Why don't you get Mike Pillow? Because he was known for that, right? By the way, we wanted, to, we wanted to pop in on the symposium, the cyber symposium, but we can't find the link. Is it, uh, is it done? Have they wrapped things up? Uh, is it called Frank Speech because they're trying to say, let's, like, let's be frank? Yeah. It was, it's pretty it's unclear. so bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess he left the stage when his Dominion lawsuit. Coming here. Is it live? Came in. No, this he is left the, the stage. Oh, because oh, the, the Dominion now. lawsuit got. They're like, go. They got the green light to yeah, run the, the run the stage. lawsuit, right? Huh. All the you know they cover this stuff and then they don't link you to it. But I want to see the thing. You know what I mean? I like that he was he was blaming um, hackers. For jump for changing his teleprompter so he couldn't pronounce Bolsonaro properly. <laughs> That's <laughs> the thing, folks. They've gotten into my the, uh, teleprompters. Son, Eduardo, coming here. Persona, if I say it right, Bar, Barca, I said Bar, Barcelona, <laughs> Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro. <laughs> Bolsonaro, you <laughs> asshole. Jump in. I watched every time I ch- I did click in every couple. I don't know, like a couple times a day. Because I had a link. Well, he's got like kind of a chicane, like a Midwestern thing, eh? No? I think he's from Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Every time I chimed in, he's just like talking in circles, dub- double talk. This is the thing why the media, the media doesn't want you to know. This is why they're trying to cut censor us is because they know that if they reported on this, then they'd actually have to actually answer for the crimes that these people have been involved with. You all you have to do is look at the stuff we've been posting about. <laughs> there it is, there it is. They can actually go online and now you can see how that once Fox and now these, you know, you have CNN, but now even something like Newsmax doesn't even want to get involved with it. But if you actually go down the rabbit hole of knowing more about where this is coming from, it doesn't matter if you didn't know it before. <laughs> as long as you can understand that now the people are actually looking at it, but they don't want to tell you anything about that. Like he right? He does that for fucking hours. I yeah, I heard him on a podcast and he just won't shut up. He can just this guy with the pillows or just keep talking and talking and talking. And he doesn't After say anything. While, he just you says start he to has, wonder whether uh, they're on your side or not. But as soon as you look into it, you get the feeling that maybe because there's all these different actors coming in. I've talked to guys actually in the military <laughs> who looked at the data we have, and as soon as they saw some of the algorithms. They were wondering whether or not this was actually something that we should be looking into. But news media places like the New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you could just go. I could do that 
Should I do that as a challenge? Like, I'll just go live and see if I can go for 12 hours just with that without stopping? That's what he does. They do appear to be live on day three still. Oh okay, God. let's go check in. Special check in. Tim, I think you could you be on, like, uh, Jimmy Kimmel or whoever does. Well, no, but well, I mean, uh, um, Adomian does a great mm-hmm. Lindell. I'm not you should do Lindell on Lindell with Adomian. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> it just like be this nightmare. He would love that. In stereo, you know. He does make a great product. Great product. Somebody's playing a drop. Oh, so that was me. It, it was it was death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, that's what this was. Are there so people there? Clear, like, in look the at room. that image Every behind them. Aspect <laughs> is that like the a smoking gun? There's a the box. People. They're not Every being contract, very persuasive. What I mean, for days and months and months Every of this, no one. Order. Every well, it's message. very low energy because Mike's not out yeah, right Mike now. Yeah, Mike had to go. Mike had to sleep pa- for he five like minutes. He like fully passed out. <laughs> he's just, he's <laughs> under the table. He collapses. <laughs> like, uh, he collapsed like that guy in that band Corn did at right. Woodstock 99. <laughs> you hear that story? <laughs> he's like, I went fucking so hard at that thing. I went so hard <laughs> that as soon as I was done, I literally collapsed. And they had to like give me oxygen and intravenous. <laughs> Holy shit. That's what Mike Lindell is doing now. He's oh, receiving God, oxygen. Yeah. He's getting his heart <laughs> pumped. He's getting those shockers. We're losing Mike! He's completely drained. It's still we, the people. Mike Lindell, I don't know. I've been looking at my phone now, and it's on 0% batteries. <laughs> Just like my body is after two days of talking nonsense. Anyways. Yes, Good morning, everybody. Bada bang bang. Biddy bing bing. <laughs> Biddy bobo. Doug, how was your break? Uh, sorry, what tea? <laughs> how was your break? My break was great. I went up to the Kern River and survived once again. <laughs> did you tube? Many people die there every year. Oh, did, did you tube? I tubed, but I actually didn't tube. My friends tubed. I do this thing where I just wear a life jacket and I just float down. Oh, nice. <laughs> a little more extreme. So people think you're dead. People think you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. It's great to be saved um, by strangers. Okay. Well, you've got the life. You don't have to deal with the burdens of family and children and sickness. You just do whatever you want. It's great. But then once I hit 60, 70, I'll have nothing that no one to take care of me. And I'll be, <laughs> You'll be sitting in some old age home. I'll check yeah. in on you now and then. Yeah, Doug, you guys don't check in on me. Jay Whitegarden, would you visit me sometime? <laughs> Come in and do a set, please. Jay? <laughs> Sorry, Doug, I'm married and I have my own kids now. <laughs> I have my own problems. I'll be hitting oh, up but my don't you want to do a show with me? Where are all my skateboarding friends? I know, it's all going to come crashing down, T. I can't skate no more. My knees don't work. Well, I'm timing it out so that the environmental collapse happens, oh, right? Oh, God. Anybody have a panic attack about that? When that came out, that new report? I didn't hear it. Thank, thank oh God. God, Vic, you're going to go into a. I'm going <laughs> to. You're going to go into starting. a state of anxiety-driven yeah. shock into a fetal position. Yeah, but they've been saying the same thing since 1971, <laughs> and it's never happening. Well, it is happening, Doug. Look at the world around you. I was driving uh, during our week of uh, isolation, and we went camping for a couple of days. Somebody goes, "Oh, you shouldn't have gone camping." I want to hear about your camping trip. Well. It was lovely. Was it glamping? Listen, well, let's get to a zoomer. People are looking at me like... Oh, uh, yeah. Tim, were you real quick, though. Were you in a tent or were you like in a cabin? Tent. 
Ooh, we have a fantastic G'day. tent. That I, I want to get the name of this tent. It's fantastic, <laughs> fantastic tent. It's like the White House of tents. It's a beautiful. It's like Tara from Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Cohen, you're on the line. G'day. It's good guys. Nice. Where are you calling from? It's Australia? a late night. Yeah, Australia. Melbourne. Hey, what's going on with the mice no. down there? Oh, uh, the mice is not an issue anymore. We've got a vaccine problem now. We don't, we can't get any vaccines. Really. <laughs> Well, maybe you don't set up yeah. a whole country in the middle of nowhere. No, come on, it's all the convicts. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know we've been mean? back in lockdown for about seven weeks now. It's been great. Where? So, seven weeks? Um, I'm like an hour outside of Sydney, a city called Wollongong. Wollongong. But you guys have very low death rate, right, from the virus. Isn't that true? Yeah. So, like, like under South a thousand, Wales, right? like the state we're in at the moment, like, gets you know, maybe two or three deaths a day. Like five is like a big deal for us. Like wow. five deaths. And it's huge at the moment, but I know I've had to like move out, got a new job, it's all a big, big deal. So it's a big mess. It's always the yeah, yeah. Well, what about Working the mice? Nights, so. <laughs> mice are done. Everyone's moved on from the mice. Oh, really? It that was, was the mice problem. Just, send, uh, apocalyptic send, Australian story like last week, but it was a, somehow a chain <laughs> reaction of since the fires and the droughts, all these mice started popping up and infecting everybody in the farmlands out there. Mm. But you know what? If it's not a big deal to you, it's not a big deal to anybody. Well, then we sent poison out, and that's just killed all the other animals as well. It's just stronger poison. That's all it's done. It like we have it's everything under control. Yeah, we're doing yeah. great. The government's great. Everything's sweet. <laughs> everything's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, hot as shit. I remember... <laughs> What is that, Doug? Mice? I think me Wait, those are actually real mice. God damn! Me and Vic pulled up the same, <laughs> same it's the same one, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> coming in stereo. Actually, folks. mine's different. I'll try a different one here. Metal. I got a different one. Did you have a question, comment, or complaint for me? Um, look, I'm out. I don't have a record player at the moment, but nice. I've bought about 36 records in lockdown. Um, do you want to just tell me if these look shit or do they, or do they look good? God. I guess. Records. Well, I can't. Shit. No, it doesn't like really shit. have a name. You don't on know it. what these are. You don't these know. What, just, you just based off the art. Yeah. I just well, that's what you got to do if you don't have a record player and you buy records. Excited. What is that, Philip Glass? Well, I do, but I'm not living at home at the moment. Oh, okay. Quickly though, oh, let's just do. Terrible. What you got? Oh, what's that? Glass? Uh, they're called Gold Class. It's you. Oh, I like that terrible. title. That's a good title. I'm giving that a thumbs up. Uh, uh sun, sunscreen. No. Very Australian. No, thank you. I like that. I like uh, that. This one. This George Bush. <laughs> Emotion is creepy. Something. I don't like that oh, at all. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. I don't like that at all. Yeah. That one that looks cringy. That's cringe, dude. Mm -hmm. So cringe. So random. Yeah. Is that anyway. it? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Anyway. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. See ya. Good night. Now, right. It's probably the middle of the night over there right now. He's Matt and his wife. It's Matt, 3 a.m. Matt's wife is obsessed, by the way, with us uh, touring in Australia. They're desperate. She's desperate to, to bring us all down there. Let's go. You know, we want to. Financially, it's a nightmare scenario to look at that. Cohen's got to bankroll it. Everybody is, um, you feel the shift this past week, right? You feel this like people are, I don't know if we can make plans. Uh, Lindsay, not Lindsay Buckingham, uh, what's her name? Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks canceled, uh, canceled uh, right? their whole oh, tour. Man. Limp Biscuit canceled their tour. <clears throat> Limp Biscuit canceled their tour? Yeah. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. What? Wait, because of COVID stuff? Yeah. 
Shit. And an abundance of caution. Did you? I, that's, I think that's, that's a people sorry don't... state when Limp Biscuit is being the most the reasonable. Most reasonable. <laughs> He's classing himself up these days. I'm sure Mike Love and the Beach Boys are not oh, canceling anything. Yeah. They played through that they're pandemic. Storming, storming through it. Uh, I do wonder, like, I mean, I guess I understand this a little bit having toured many years. Like, I don't know if people appreciate how far in advance sometimes you, sometimes... <laughs> sometimes everything has to be figured out like there's shit that's like a year over a year in advance and then you have to start spending money pretty soon you know, have to start spending money like months before the shows start and I guess there's people looking at the numbers being like we might as well just pull the plug on this to, so we don't you know like just a risk assessment situation I feel like Stevie Nicks is probably surrounded by like real savvy business people right so maybe they know something we don't know. But it, we'll talk about that later because we have on the show today um, a, a, a journalist who's a, a quite a, a, a been covering COVID for a while now. It's my least favorite subject. Be my baby is my favorite Amina song. Khan from the LA Times is going to be calling in shortly, a few minutes. So I don't want to over... I mean, the show's been good so far. It's been hot. It's been fun. But there does feel like it. Uh, we should at least talk about... Uh, Captain Beefheart? Just clear some <laughs> shit up. Yeah, we can talk about Captain Beefheart to lead into this. Because it, it, talk about another virus. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a problem. <laughs> like Captain Beefheart. Well, I just, br- I just brought it up because... Uh, He's been dead for, what, 30 years? I think. Isn't he? Or is he still alive? He's still going. I don't know. Who knows? Who cares? Maybe he mysteriously <laughs> disappeared like Jim Sullivan. Well... You know, this show is full of my opinions. I'm sorry if I have opinions. And you, you don't disagree, you don't agree with them? Maybe you do. Maybe you're aligned with them. But I, it came up in my feed because somebody, uh, I guess this famous, the, the, the first Captain Beefheart and his magic band uh, album, Trout Mask Replica, uh, has shown up on the streaming sites for the first time. It had been off the streaming sites. I don't know if you guys were familiar with that. Uh, for whatever Is there reason. a story behind You don't know the story I don't know I think that. it's the Zappa family Had the oh, rights these Zappas cool. and Are they, you serious? And Zappa so Ahmed Finally Got around <clears throat> To okay. you know, Dealing with the rights Well the, I'll tell you The, the mm. one the, Perhaps the only good thing About this record <laughs> Is the cover The cover's fantastic <laughs> right. The cover's awesome It is the cover's fucked up And cool And you're just like What am I even looking Somebody's at? Somebody's saying The song titles are cool too can we get a confirmation? Frownland, the dust blows forward and the dust blows back. <laughs> yeah. Dachau Blues, Ella Guru, Hair Pie. No, thank you. <laughs> Moonlight on Vermont. I mean, they're 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 fine, but I challenge anyone to actually listen to this thing. This is a and people go on about this record being a masterpiece. Folks, I like the weird stuff, you know, but this is too much. <laughs> this is a mess. People, you know the chin beards on the show, uh, listeners are here. What are you fucking talking about, man? He's, did you hear him? He's going on on Captain Beefheart now? I'm done with it. I'm, you know, I'm done. I'm done with Heidecker. This is so stupid. Who, but I would challenge you. They say Ham Candle is a banger. Okay. Ham Candle on this album? I don't know. This is weird. No, but here's this the thing. I think I've heard good Captain Beefheart. I've heard good Captain Beefheart. He's made some, like, rock and roll one earlier. But this record gets stead, gets like positioned as this classic, and maybe it is because it's like so weird and and so contrary to what everything else was was going on at the time. And, and this sort is of weird. Punk. 
But I mean, my my question to the Beefheart heads, <laughs> the trout mask replica defenders, it's a simple question. And I'll ask you to, I'll ask Matt this, because I would think you were somebody that might have claimed this to be a great album at some point in your life. <laughs> Do you... Do you listen to it? Do you put it on? I, I never. I, I listen to it. I put in my time with Trout Master. Yeah, it is an assignment. I never, I never enjoyed it. I do not think it's an enjoyable thing to listen. to. I would to. say this. It's probably one of those records that's like, when it came out, it changed. It inspired bands like Tim. There would be no U.S. Maple without. I don't Trump know what that is. Okay. <laughs> there would be no hot pair of hot heat or whatever. Yeah, Bob, there's somebody in the chat says I'm losing on the on the Zoom chat. Someone says I'm losing my freaking mind. I love Trout Mask Replica more than most albums. Right, well, oh, listen, wow. God bless. Wow. You. Do, do you want to join? Do you want to pop on real quick and <laughs> yeah, and make your yeah, case yeah, yeah. for it? Boopy, make Good. your case. I want to ask you how many times you listened to that record. Okay, I had a big trout mask phase. Hello, everybody. Hey, also, hello. Hey. Uh, Time fan. to get up and get out of bed, by the way. <laughs> I, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right about it. So, trout mask replica, <laughs> I went through a big phase with it. I loved it for a long time. The whole 80 minutes, I still love it. Uh, I 80 minutes? It has 80 minutes, yeah, super long. It's Is it a long, double it album? It really fast yeah. because it's, it's, it's got such a fun, creative atmosphere. The lyrics are brilliant. The performances are incredible. I uh, recommend Samuel Andreev. If you guys want to get into some pretentious stuff, it's pretentious. I like pretentious, pretentious stuff. Don't get me wrong. What's it, it called? Yeah. What's the What's your one recommendation from the record? What's it called? Well, no. Samuel Andreev is a YouTuber who analyzes Trout Mass Replica oh. and also interviewed. Ooh. He interviewed. Four give me one. Of, give me your favorite song off of uh, Trout Mask Replica. I think the easiest song to get into is My Human Gets Me Blues. It's got that early punk stuff. Okay. It's got great lyrics. Uh, it's got well, I knew this would set people playing. off. That's why I'm doing it. Controversy <laughs> creates conversation. You know that. Now, you don't give up yeah. on me too quick, do you? You're not going to say, fuck him. I don't fucking want to see him ever again. Just because we disagree <laughs> on this thing, right? Listen, I, I know your taste. You're probably not going to like it, to be quite honest. A lot of my friends don't. But I recommend putting in the time. This guy says... Tim is more of a songwriter type. He likes lyrics and meaning. You are a great songwriter, by the way. I am. I'm honored to be on a call <laughs> with you. So, you know, no one, no one disagrees. <laughs> um, okay. But, uh, Fair enough. I, I, I really, I'm just, uh, I'm not trying to be a jerk. You know that. It's got great words. It's got great guitar playing. Got great drumming. It's just, it sounds very chaotic, but they, they, they wrote it like that. I'm sure you've heard the legend. They wrote it like that. It took a long time to do but it. Matt, what were you saying about how he like, Held these band members hostage. Yeah, he like yeah, he locked them up in a, a monster for sure. cabin in California somewhere. I don't like hearing about these people Fortune. that are like, this guy's a genius, and he's also kind of like a bad guy. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well then, fuck him. You you know you could well, Tim. Everyone who does good stuff is bad. <laughs> it's looking that <laughs> way, Doug. We're talking Woody Allen. We're talking Scott Stapp. The list goes on. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bill <laughs> Cosby. Joe Rogan. <laughs> well, we uh, we uh, should talk to we should, should get serious to... now. Thank you. We'll get back. If oh. anyone wants to, you know, chime in. I mean, I I get it. It's you, I'll get. I'll, He's I'll as do like bad a... of a person as John Lennon. Sorry, oh. but John Lennon is all loved. You know, I'm just kidding. He's probably worse. He's I don't probably know worse. about that. I, I don't admit think Don worse. Van Vliet was a terrible monster. He threw a man down the stairs because he couldn't play like a strawberry. Because he couldn't uh, what? But... 
He couldn't right, like play a, like a strawberry. What is that supposed to mean? That's what, that was his direction to him? He was on acid. <laughs> was he on what acid? What do you expect him to do? Was he on drugs or was he oh. just like one of those guys that wants everyone to think they're super weird? So John Lennon had deep psychological hard. problems. There's I'm talking no. about Don Van Vliet. Don Van Vliet was as damaged as John Lennon. Okay, Probably there you more. go. No argument there. Thanks, Thank Boopy. you very much. Thanks, Boopy. Okay. Thanks, guys. We are now uh, psychoanalyzing also, people wait, we don't can know. Can I do one more thing? One more quick thing? What? Because I had a thing. I had a thing. So I'm Joko in the Discord. I posted in the Beatles, please, please me, the Beatles, please, please, please me uh, Discord channel for uh, Fat Beatles, We're in the which is Fat Beatles. I've seen the Twilight Beatles Zone. Puns. Thanks, Boopy. Thanks, Boopy. Okay, bye, bye fat everybody. Beatles we've bye seen. Everybody. It's the whole pun where you just, yeah. I like the thing. Right. Aminacon. Right? Aminacon. Wait, what's the Fat Beatles? I Shut up. Let's get him back in here. It's not worth it, I guarantee. I'm going to look it up when I get home. It's in the Discord. Go to the Discord. I can't I can't understand why you don't pick up on cues. There's a music in Jamaica I'm done with this. I'm done. That's the cue I go with. When you're done, I push further. <laughs> Double down. Oh, yeah, you're picking up on cues, all right. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Amina? Play. It's ominous. I am apologize. I have a terrible producer who does not show respect to guests. You're totally fine. Everybody pronounces it that way. Oh, cool earrings. Just think about it like I'm going to talk about the coronavirus. I will. That will help me. That will help me. Now we're going from the very important, the absolutely unessential discussion of whether or not a, a obscure old record is worth listening to or not to something that I think is very important and very uh, essential. If I'm going to have a, if I'm going to have a megaphone as big or as small as it is, and we're going through this moment we are right now in this country, I ought to use it slightly responsibly and have somebody on that knows what they're talking about a little bit about the state of the virus as it uh, seems to be resurging itself across the country. Um, Your experience with this subject is you're a reporter for the Los Angeles Times and have been covering this since when? Uh, I would say probably since uh, close to the beginning of the pandemic, although, I mean, pretty much every reporter at the LA Times is now a coronavirus reporter. It's kind of the biggest story. So so I'm one of a team of many, many, many reporters covering it. Yeah. And what's your background in this, in this subject that uh, gives you the kind of confidence to know what you're talking oh, about? Generally, I'm, yeah, I'm a science writer. So um, I've, you know, over the past decade or more, I've written about everything from astrophysics to linguistics to, um, you know, brain science. So yeah, there's all kinds of uh, anything science has sort of fallen into my wheelhouse. So there's been a lot, a lot of research about the virus and what we can do to fight it and what we can do to understand it. And perhaps prevent its spread. That's that's fallen into the wheelhouse of of uh, me and the rest of the science team. So, if you were going to present very sort of surface level state of the union in relate in regards to coronavirus, what wh- how would you frame that? Oh, um, I mean, it's a complicated, moving situation. But I mean, right now, the bottom line is that we we didn't get enough people vaccinated in time. Um, to prevent um, a a resurgence of the type that we're seeing now. And that's for a lot of reasons. And also it's it's not limited to the U.S. In the U.S., people have the option of not getting a vaccine that's really readily available to them. Um, In much of the rest of the world, people haven't had the option to get the vaccine at all. 
So um, because of that, um, many more variants have started to emerge because they've been able to circulate freely in the population. So that's that's kind of why we are where we are now, where we have Delta, which is far more transmissible and um, able to cause rare but definitely existing breakthrough infections. I mean, the good news is for states like ours that have decent public health um, sort of recommendations that are more or less being followed, hopefully, mm-hmm. and uh, and highish vaccination rates, although they could be higher. You know, most of the people getting breakthrough uh, infections, they're mild. They're not going to end up in the hospital. So the vaccines are working. And so that's good. The problem is in places where they don't have high vaccination rates. A lot of people are getting taken out, sent to the hospital. Um, The vast majority of people who are dying are because they aren't vaccinated. So it's it's a complicated and difficult situation because it was preventable. um, And now we just kind of have to keep pushing, you know, vaccination as, as fast as we can or, or um, risk this continuing to happen for a longer period of time. How so. frustrating is it to hear uh, mm-hmm. megaphones out there, uh, public voices, throwing in, stoking these ideas that the vaccines are causing the variants or, or the vaccines are responsible for this mutation that's happening? I've heard people make those erroneous claims. I think uh, misinformation is like a virus. And once it starts spreading, it's very hard to put it back in the bottle um, because you have to try and tamp it out in every subsequent person that gets infected. So that's that's also a pandemic of misinformation that we are dealing with. And uh, it's really hard because the problem is partly that humans are very prone to um, misinformation. It's just it's just how we are. And we're also very bad at um, probabilistic risk assessments. So I think um, my guess is, you know, I can't speak for all of America, but my guess is COVID to a lot of people feels like the flu and the flu feels familiar, Mm -hmm. right? You're like, okay, you know, that's fine. The flu, I can deal with that. Um, People forget that the flu kills a ton of people every year. Right. Um, Whereas a vaccine, right, the risks of any kind of adverse effect, like minor ones even, is is pretty rare, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Like if you have an allergic reaction to a vaccine, that's very, very, very rare. But it feels extreme even though it's rare, probably right. not going to happen to you. And so you're like, oh, that will happen to me. It's the like people anecdotal, are- Yeah, the anecdotal stuff becomes more power persuasive than the exactly. numbers, the facts, yeah. And so I think that's a large part of why people absorb the misinformation they absorb and um, why they are afraid of the vaccine baseline. I don't know how to combat that. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess to be slightly de- understanding of the other side to some degree, I understand the the mistrust in the, the the propensity for mistrust in something like the federal government. There's there's there there can be this feeling of like a little bit two things at once going on in my brain where I could say like there's a lot of things that the government does that I you know have made terrible mistakes, have lied to their people, have done terrible things, and now we have to kind of take them for their word that these that that what they're telling us about that these vaccines are true, uh, and then that changes too because then you know you know uh, there's new information comes out that it changes how we understand what these vaccines are doing. But at the same time, I personally and every I think everybody I know basically has made that choice. Well, you just kind of have to go with the you know the the overwhelming uh, expert opinions on on the vaccines and, you know, 
it's not going to be a perfect scenario. Absolutely. I think it's interesting because um, many, many, many decades ago, um, we had a similar uh, vaccination campaign, the polio vaccination campaign. And the public was all for that at the time. I mean, children were far more endangered by polio. So maybe that's part of it. I mean, people will mobilize a lot faster, I think, for their kids than for themselves. Um, But um, yeah, the, the respect for science and institutions at the time was much higher. So I think it's really, it's an interesting prism into the cultural moment that we're in where trust is so low that the same kind of campaign, um, which is meant to protect people, is not getting the same kind of trust. So I mean, pull what you will from that, but it has happened before. America's done it before. And I think at the time, I I don't want to like say too many details because I might get them wrong, but there was a mishap where um, there were some uh, doses, I think, that were contaminated or- Um, Yeah. And so there was a big, there was a, you know, there was a big kerfuffle. People were hurt. And in spite of that, you know, I think it was, you know, people explained we made a mistake and, and the public still got right back on board and kept getting vaccinated. So the trust was really, really high. I mean, Um, there's this, uh, this other side to having this freedom of expression that now exists on the social media where, you know, back in the thirties, if there was somebody that was a crackpot thinking that the, the polio, a vaccine was going to turn everybody into mice, that person would just be like on the street corner with their pants down around their ankles, you know, the with this, the end is nigh sign. But now these people like have these, <laughs> hey, stop that. Give me. <laughs> that was Joe Rogan, sorry. Uh, but now you have like Joe Rogan out there. He's the guy on the street corner with the pants around his ankles. Uh, and he's got $30 million and $100 million coming in from a, the, the biggest you know, basic, uh, you know, platform that everybody uh, pays $10 a month to. So it's, it's an uphill battle. Um, Yeah. It's really hard. You know, it's not, I think one thing about conspiracy theories too, is once you like think about how you would actually do any of this, it becomes, it all, it all unwinds. It's like, you know, you can't, the amount of people that are just lifer, uh, scientists, researchers, people like are just going to work every day, doing this work. They don't have some kind of agenda. They're just like, uh, we're just, we're scientists. We want to make this vaccine as effective as possible. To, to think about if it was some kind of crazy conspiracy theory about control or about microchips or whatever, it's like you'd have to have there'd be thousands of people involved in that in that world uh, domination plot. It just falls apart. It's like the moon landing thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think um, I think Robert Putnam. He's a he's a, a social researcher. I mean, I think he called it the Aunt Sue effect. Like if you know somebody who's Muslim, or if you know somebody who's a scientist, you're more likely to think better of that group as a whole. Right. So, um, so yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that people trust sources in their social networks, right? And regardless of whether they're good. So the solution is maybe to have doctors have more friends. I don't know. Yeah. Um, because that's that's how we rely on information these days. And the, all, the other thing is, like, we're getting a lot of information um, every day. And it's really hard for human beings to sort through that. Yeah. Like, it's almost an impossible situation. Like, when you know when you get those, like, menus of, like, I don't know, the Cheesecake Factory where they're, like, 50 yeah. pages yeah, long? Yeah, it's a nightmare. And you just get this, like, overwhelm and you're like, I don't know what to choose. I immediately just ask somebody, like, can you just tell me what's best on the menu? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But, but people have too many choices in terms of where they can get their information. Yeah. And that means that it 
gives them more opportunity to make bad choices. And, and who, right? it's so arrogant to think that you are going to be able to sift through and find the truth in all this. Like, just re- just relax and let some things just be what they are, and let this let sort of like the stru- social structure that we've set up kind of help you decide what to do. Like, we do that all the time without thinking about it. That's how we exist and not, like, turn into the Lord of the Flies here. Like, we are stopping at red lights. We are merging correctly. We're doing things that that just society has set up for, to make our lives easier. But then it, this stuff comes around, and we're supposed to act differently. Right. And I also, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think I'm making good points. Um, and she agrees with me. So the other thing, too, is like there there are a lot of people who have very good reasons to mistrust the government. You know, there's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's Tuskegee. The, yep. The Tuskegee experiments. Um, so, I mean, and there's but also the Tuskegee is not the only thing. Um, black people, women of color um, every day face many different kinds of minor and subtle um, uh, aspects of disparities and discrimination in healthcare. And they're not all Tuskegee, but mm-hmm. they exist and they add up and they lead to a lot of, of distrust in healthcare systems that discount their pain, you know, that don't take their symptoms seriously. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all of these things kind of don't engender trust, right, yeah. um, in, in the systems that exist because they seem very big, very detached, and they feel it seem like they don't care about you. So I, I completely understand why a lot of people don't trust right and why they would rather rely on their own judgment because they don't fully understand the like how science works um how the chain of evidence works and like who's in charge and whether they should really trust those people as human beings let alone scientists so i mean it's a difficult situation because we live in a in a society that's far bigger than human beings evolved to live in like tribes of 50 people. I mean, we live in, in societies of billions Yeah, and uh, our brains are not fully equipped to handle that. I think. Let me so. ask you one qu- simple, maybe, maybe it's not a simple, it's a sort of a, an annoying pedestrian question, but so my daughter tested positive last week. Yeah. I'm um, so sorry. Oh, well, you know what? It was fine. She, she didn't get super sick. We didn't get mm-hmm. sick. We all kind of went through it. It was an interesting learning experience about what you do when it actually hits your doorstep. Um, but the first question everybody asks is, was it the Delta? Was it the Delta? Was it the Delta? And I go, we don't know. Cause no one told us anything. They just say you're positive. Like what, what, how, how do, does it matter that people should know that? Like, do, and, and why don't they tell you what kind of COVID you have? Or can you find that out if you kind of call them or something? That, that's a very good question. I, I would have to look into that. Um, I don't know if they can tell you specifically from the tests uh, what kind it is. I so who's actually figuring, like, when, we, when we're getting that data, like, yeah. somebody's getting that data, the raw data of all these positive tests, and they're seeing where the spikes are and stuff. So somebody's looking at stuff and saying, oh, this is different than the original COVID yeah, the CDC, um, I think it collects like testing samples from uh, people in different um, areas, different states. But I mean, those are those are samples and they sort of extrapolate out from like what the prevalence is. So I don't know if it's necessarily that they're taking every single test that comes back positive and looking at every single one and seeing it's Delta. They're making estimates. So um, I, I don't know enough about the tests themselves to tell you whether sure. they can genetically distinguish between. What is your feeling in general about the testing, like the, the rapid tests versus PCR? Like, are we learning more about how, how much we can rely on them and if they've become confusing I think they're pretty reliable right now. I mean, I 
personally would go for PCR usually just mm-hmm. because in case, because the thing is the, the, the window for when you are, are most shedding virus when you're infectious has changed with Delta, right? right. So earlier, um, I think it was roughly a week for the original strain. And now that's, that's shifted forward by like two or three days. So you are contagious earlier, right? And so that means you have to get tested right. earlier because the rapid tests kind of look at how much virus you're shedding right. and PCR will kind of tell you if there's any in your system. That's why, you know, PCR takes a little bit longer to figure out rapid. You can figure it out pretty quickly because it's like, oh, there's a lot of virus there. It knows. Right. Um, but um, so that's why I would generally go with PCR in case like you're not quite in the window where it would catch, you know, a ton of virus coming out of your system. Right. Um, but they're both great. They okay. both work. They'll um, tell you what's what. I one more question. That we should move on. Uh, thank you for all this information. Um, and uh, it's good to have. I mean, I would suggest people look you up, uh, read your articles. I, the last one I read, Matt, you sent me was what? It was a uh, about. Uh, I don't know what it was called. Oh, the but two it was, Americas. Yes. And the discrepancies. But there was some, there was another one that was like answering some of these basic questions that I think go into a little more of the details. But what about masks? Everybody is upset about masks. They've been upset about masks forever. There's obviously, this is not a COVID uh, eliminator for you. It's is not some kind of bubble that you're putting around your body. We all understand that. Trout um, mask? The trout mask replica. It is. <laughs> I will not be muzzled. It is. Like a mad but dog. it is it. How effective is it? And and is it? We should be uh, encouraging them to to reinstitute certain mask mandates uh, indoors where things are like. How do you feel about the masks? Hundred percent masks are amazing. They work. They're great. Um, the the important thing is that you should have um, a, a double mask. So a mask either that has a filter a spot for a filter that you stick in that's yeah. built in. I personally, I just get like a mask from like old Navy or target. And then I get like a surgical mask underneath it. So surgical mask, cloth mask, make sure it's nice and tight and firm and you're good to go. It's cheap. Are it's you easy. inside? That's for indoors. Are you wearing any, are you wearing any of this outside? It really, I mean, so here's the thing. If I, you don't necessarily need to, I'm pretty paranoid. So when I'm outside, I, I try and keep six feet from people. Mm-hmm. If I'm coming near an old person, I stick my mask up because I'm just like, I, on the off chance that I have any virus in me. You have empathy. Sick, you actually have empathy for other people out there in the world. Good. Yeah, if I see people where I'm like, I'm worried you're vulnerable, I, I put the mask back on um, um, because I'd rather not when, be that person. It's so. impossible to predict, but when do you think we're out of the woods with this? Like, do you think that there's a period of time that you can say? I wouldn't even possibly venture wow. uh, a guess because I would have thought we'd be out of it by now. But then right. Delta came. I mean, a few months ago, things were been great. You know, the numbers were down. Yeah. India was on fire. But like the numbers were going down here. But the mm-hmm. problem is this is a global problem, right? Yeah. As almost no matter how, like we have to get super vaccinated so that fewer people die, fewer people end up in the hospital. Delta is not going to go away until we have vaccine equity across the entire world and we send vaccines to the rest of the world. We make sure that they have them and can distribute them because as long as they can circulate and pop up new variants, dangerous variants in other parts of the country, everybody travels, you know, it's going to come here. So it won't be over until everybody is safe. So that's (laughs) that's what it is, folks. Um, yep. Where can so people can find you on the at the LA Times? But are you like active on social media with your 
thoughts and opinions or are you just I be, I should, well not opinions but i should yeah. be more active than i am so maybe okay. you guys can also pressure me into tweeting a little bit more i'm yeah. at amina right so it's amina like my name and then right like i'm gonna write at some point uh-huh. oh right w-r-i-t um because yes. i like just like you said about this like this total spectrum of of information like i kind of want to limit it down to like a few people that i've have that I have gotten to talk to you. You seem like, you know, I don't want to just assume you know everything and you're going to get things wrong. And if you're not going to be this like omniscient uh, purveyor of truth every single time, you're, you're doing the best you can. But I do want to sort of like, kind of like, if I want to find out where we're at with this thing, I want to look at a few people, read a few things and not try to just digest everything. So it seems like you'd be a great source. One of the great sources for that. Guys, I'll definitely try to be a better source now that I know you're watching. I'm a, I'm okay. a rich <laughs> yes. And I encourage my audience to do the same. Um, boys, you have an opportunity for one question collectively because we've got to move the show along. I have a question. Okay. That Should Robert Smith of The Cure do a team up with Weird Al to do a song called Vaccination Street based on his hit song, Fascination Street? And that could you, can, you can choose to not answer that question if you wish. I'm going to leave that, that that's outside of my beat. So I feel like I wouldn't have the expertise to answer that with, with a certain amount. Of I don't, I don't have a question, just a comment more about the, the LA times. I, I think uh, you guys did really well in uh, the season finale of Bosch. You helped uh, solve the, the crime. She does not know on. what you're talking about. I looked they, they at her filmed face. They filmed it when... in LA times. It, it, the office is cool. You should watch it. Uh, all seasons are great. Season seven. Well, you should awesome. be proud of that. You'd be really proud of it. Cause like, one of your reporters, he wasn't a real reporter, but he's an actor. Really good in it. So make, making you proud. Vic, look you at her earrings. Thing about the thing about whenever, the, whenever the, uh, the movie people come in, they, they see our desks and they're too clean. So they like bring in their own trash to make it look more like a newsroom. Oh, so that's a little insider thing for you. Well, thank you so much for taking some time and talking to us today. We appreciate uh, what you have to say. And a, oh, of course. Thanks for having me. And right. best of luck, everybody. You know, stay safe. Stay All healthy. the best. Stay safe here. Listen to your elders, <laughs> I should say. Not that she's You're an smarter. Elder. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to people who are smarter than you. Have some humility. Don't be so arrogant. Okay? I'm the <laughs> most arrogant guy. person that maybe have ever lived with the, my psychotic obsession with my own work, my own creativity. <laughs> My appreciation of what I bring to the world, my characters, my writing, my music. This virus ain't that serious. Tim, I have a... Even I... <laughs> oh, fuck you, Chet. <laughs> Wait a minute. I got I to gotta dial in on something, Matt. Where are we? We're, we're blown oh, yeah, out. We, we forgot wow. the city of the day. We're no, we did no. not. Oh, man. We did not. Oh, my God. Get it in quick. <laughs> Get it in here. quick. Well, city of the day will be coming... Oh. Oh, is it going to be? Can we play at double speed? Christian Nightmares is waiting. How can we do this? We'll be, we'll be, we'll be. Uh, is Christian Nightmares yeah, standing by? Yeah. yeah. Well, let's. Why don't Wait. we go a few minutes? Let's, late in the first hour. And, okay. Christian know. Nightmares. You want to do City of the Day? <laughs> we'll do that later. <laughs> That'll be uh, later in the show, ladies okay. and gentlemen. Stick around for the second half, the fun <laughs> half, as the Sam Cedar Show would say. Uh... <laughs> Christian Nightmares, you're on the air. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Hey, guys. Hey, there how's it going? There we go. Nice to see you in person. Yeah, nice to see you guys. I'm a huge fan of all of you. Thank you. We're, we're, uh, I know you want to keep things slightly anonymous because you are a uh, coward when it comes <laughs> to... <laughs> Is that a Sebado shirt, sir? 
It is a seven oh shirt. Okay. I'm a big fan. I approve. Where are you uh, generally? Give us a, a. I am in New York. Oh, you're one I'm of those Brooklyn, New York liberals, huh? I guess so. Better yeah. than everybody else at these mega churches, I suppose. Um, <laughs> you, uh, congratulations are in order, perhaps? Can I say that? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, my wife and I are expecting a baby in a couple of weeks. So that's, that's terrific. Uh, you're going to get him baptized? <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Um, I appreciate what you do so much. Uh, and every, I mean, lately, I think since I've encouraged it, you DM me your, your, the good stuff. You give me the good stuff. Um, what, we're going to, you got some stuff to show for us today, but how did you, what do you like, first of all, how did you start collecting all this stuff? What was your, how did you get into finding all these wacky, uh, religious, right? Mostly I would say religious, right? Is the way to look at it. It's not, (laughs) you're not finding like, uh, like. Friars with acoustic guitars being stupid. No. <laughs> um, well, I was raised in a really strict fundamentalist Baptist church and home. Oh. Um, so I, you know, I grew up going to church a lot, and I was really afraid of hell and the rapture. You know, this idea that Jesus was going to come back and take all his believers, all the believers, up into heaven with him, and that that maybe I wasn't saved and I was going to get left behind and have to deal with a lot of horrible things back on earth. And yeah, I don't know. That kind of caused a lot of anxiety and uh, I eventually, you know, left that world. And um, several years ago, I, you know, I think it was when like Tumblr came along and it was easy to just throw up a blog. I decided to kind of look at these things from my childhood uh, that really terrified me. And uh, I, I just wanted to, look at them through adult eyes and see how I felt about them. And, and it kind of went from there and it, uh, what's your relationship with your family? Um, I am anonymous partly, uh, well, I'm anonymous partly because, you know, I get a lot of threatening and, uh, nasty, you know, emails and messages and, you know, I don't want somebody showing up at my door. Like what happened to Vic? (laughs) Um, but also I have a lot of, uh, family, friends and family members that are still uh, uh, pretty involved in the church. And they're, you know, they're and, good. And, and, yeah, so people. you're just, you're like, agree to disagree with them. You're, you're just like polite and not just estranged because they're in the church. Fair yeah, enough. we're not estranged. Um, but yeah, we agree to disagree. Okay. Um, so, you know, we give it to each other. We give it, they know how I feel. Right. Um, but, but uh, you know, and we, we argue here and there, but yeah. Um, yeah, I try to just uh, you know I, I, I've I've been anonymous because I wouldn't want to bring any unwanted attention on them, so you know that's that's the main reason. Um, do you you want to show us something? We'll do. Let me do this. Show us something. We'll talk about it, and then we'll take our break and be back and have okay. more with Christian nightmares. That sounds good. I thought it might be good to start with um, that Hank Kuhneman, uh, something's about to bust. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. that's one of my favorite. Get- it's tr- legitimately one of my favorite songs. <laughs> It's really catchy. <laughs> um, but uh, you guys did a great cover of it. Thank and you. I didn't know if your viewers had seen the original. So what's the deal with this guy? <laughs> He's a self-proclaimed prophet. Um, runs a church in Omaha, I believe. Um, big Trump supporter. He's one of these guys who is, I think, still preaching or prophesying that, uh, that Trump's going to be reinstated. Dude looks like a real estate agent. <laughs> you know, like, 
wonder if he says that when he's making love with his wife. <laughs> Maybe. So where is this guy out of? Omaha? Omaha. And how many people do you think is in that crowd? I don't know exactly how big his church is, but I mean, it, it could be maybe up to a thousand. Maybe and, more. And this was during the pandemic, so it seems like maybe they were limiting how many could be in there. I don't know. At the time, maybe. Yeah, maybe. He's speaking in tongues somewhere there. Yeah, but there's a there's a few people speaking in tongues there. You know what drives me nuts is like, yeah. look at the production of this. This yeah. is a good like this is. Uh -huh. First of all, he's in a great space yeah. with all great nice lights, lighting. and the lights behind him are cool. And he's got three or four cameras going. He's got a jib maybe. Mm -hmm. He's got a full band. Yeah. Like why not? I, if I had that, if I had those resources, we'd have a big show here. Uh -huh. What do I got to do? Who do I got to con? <laughs> Tim, maybe we should do the show live, like at a church kind of thing, and just get people speaking in tongues. Hey, you know what? Uh, then we wouldn't have to pay no taxes. There we go. <laughs> Two drummers? Oh, what are that. they, the Grateful Dead? Look at that bongo player. He's really brothers? going for it. <laughs> All right, how long do we... <laughs> So in fear. Wait, 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 pause it for a sec. Here's what this guy just said. My people have been in fear for too long since the Spirit of God. This is like Mike Lindell. He's just saying uh -huh. words that don't really yeah. link up together. Yeah. And I think he's saying something's about to bust about the election, about, you know. Oh, the, that's what it was, yeah. So was this yeah. before the election? I mean, was this during it that like, nightmare period when we were like before the inauguration, but after the election? Yeah, that's when it was. All right. But more than that, I have come to expose oh. lies after Imagine lies if you had this tone. Oh, oh, oh. High places. It's like Neil Hamburger. <laughs> his eyes are 100% closed. His eyes are 100% closed. <laughs> Play it. Play it. Let's see those watch eyes. How, watch how close see. he is. That's, <laughs> that's, that's it. That's the end. Oh. We'll go back. Matt, Matt can't rewind. See? Close. There he is. Oh, yeah. 100%. He looks like Jason Biggs. From the, right? Yeah. In the American Pie series. Save All right. Let's do this. Christian right. Nightmares, stand by. All right. Go get your. Sorry, we were late. We were. Did you did you find did you find our interview with the LA Times reporter uh, informative and helpful? I just cut the last. <sighs> A couple of minutes of it, but I'm going to go back and watch. I made him put a mask on, actually, like hearing that. So <laughs> yeah, exa exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching us on the replay, uh, the rest of the show now after this break is patrons only. We're going to stay live. So if you're watching live, we'll be back in five. That's cool. If I say that, if you're watching mm -hmm. live, we'll be back. If you're watching live, we'll be back in five. If you're watching us after. On replay, join Patreon to see the rest of the show. Many more clips from Christian Nightmares. We'll get to the city of the day. I got to talk about uh, Vic's Palm Springs oh, sweat yeah. sweat fest <laughs> with Tim, Vic Berger Sr. Uh -huh. What I else? Have, I have an, uh, a controversial opinion about why well, don't anti-vaxxers are great. Well, let's find out what Doug's controversial <laughs> opinion is after the break, folks. We'll be right back. We'll be shitting and wiping our ass, and we'll be back. <laughs> and we'll be back. Momentarily. Thank you very much. One, two, three, four, five. Senses working overtime.
Hey, everybody. It's Tim Heidecker here. Are you enjoying Office Hours Live? Do you want to hear more? Well, there's a whole extra hour that's for patrons only. Just go to patreon.com slash office hours live. And there you can sign up for as low as $5 a month. There's an annual pass that I highly recommend. Not only will you get an extra hour of office hours, you'll get so much more. Original series like uh, The Compound, The Joel Hole, my extensive deep dive into the Beatles catalog, Please Please Let It Be, so much. My Saturday morning blog, often I'll throw up uh, my food that morning, but as well as little uh, unreleased things, things that haven't come out yet, personal details, my medical history. Uh, You'll have access to everything you've ever wanted if you just go to patreon.com slash office hours live. It is the fuel that runs office hours. Hot brown rain.